0: your convention, to treat the disease, to carry the message, to just sort of whoop it up and see what happens straight. sponsor So something must be working, and it's all God's business anyway. I don't fret the details uh, or do outcomes, as we say, and just enjoy The the gift, however it plays out, I appreciate all of that. It's so good. My sobriety date, by the sheer grace of God and actions taken in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, November eleventh, nineteen 1989, I cherish that date as much as anything. just learning, just growing, just becoming, just got started this morning. But I'll tell you this, I get all fired up about this. More than ever, in fact, the wonder of it just knocks my socks off. So that when I wake up in the morning, I say, God, you must have something more for me to do, because I'm still here. And uh, claim the power, get going, go tearing into life. Sober guy on And um, so I do this. I have a sense of, let's say, urgency and and high energy in case you can't tell. No, really. And uh, get her done, get her done. Given one day, not going to squander the hours that might have been worthwhile in the plan of God. Not going to waste any. And I don't mean to sound morbid or strange or anything, folks, but let me just tell you this. Suppose this was my last day. Making a hit list on why isn't and why are they and what about this and I don't think so. (laughs) My list would be thank you, thank you, thank you, praise and wonder and joy and so that's what I do just for dress rehearsal (laughs) because one of these days it is going to be so and um, it's just the miracle of this one day sobriety. Celebrate the Al-Anon Convention, and you just wonder what what more, and, and that's God's business to know and mine to enjoy, and because this party never quits, and uh, I just I just love it. In case you can't tell, I love being sober. That, of course, is the understatement of my life. Never would have signed up for this, which just goes to show. Don't know what's good for me. Never did. God knew and worked it out in ways that. Don't So there you go, it's been a life, and it's been super fantastic. Yeah. The longer I'm in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, the longer I'm in the work of recovery, here to tell you the less I know about any of it. What I do know is I am just rattling around in the Great Realization. (laughs) Tremendous mystery. I don't try to quantify this, explain it, understand it, because I don't. You don't, you just got to rank amateur I just enjoy the ride, and, and I'm very I'm much taken up with all this, but I cannot explain it. I just know that it's good, and it's God's business to work out all the details. So I'm with you, and just uh, not knowing, not knowing is fine with me. That way, the God of surprises has a chance to do his deal on a daily basis, and yours truly is here to step up to the plate and say, ready. So there you go. I don't know, it's um, funny how alcoholism is probably the best thing that, Story. There couldn't be much else going on. But of course, anybody who knows me knows my life is just packed and uh, just steamrolling along, trudging manfully and vigorously. And um, so there. It's it's really been more than I ever would have expected, more than I could have asked or imagined. So there you go for um, a few preliminaries. I was born in New York City in 1950 at a very early age. <laughs> my fourth. In New York City never went anywhere else. My parents were born in New York. I was born in Manhattan, raised in the Bronx, and then by the time I have memories that are worth talking about, um, suburban. World debonair, everything relaxed and A-O-K. Super. Hmm. But <laughs> it wasn't too awfully long, say roughly school age when I had to go nine doors up the street to St. Peter the Impossible school. <laughs> and boy it was. Funny, I had the chance to be there at St. Peter's a couple of years ago and they called me up to address the congregation. It was just so beautiful to say, I found the spirit here with you at St. Peter's and and I'm so thankful to be carrying it in ways that are wonderful and terrific and so on. So all of that, real good. But subtly and unknowingly now, I have to navigate all this complexity. I decide to just take care of everything myself. In short, I, Luke Armour, am going to be God for me and that's a scary proposition anyway you shake it because when this old boy is driving that school bus, he ain't texting while he's driving, but it's worse than that. <laughs> this cannot succeed. This is going to be going over the cliff at some point because I, I can't manage my life and uh, gave it uh, you know a great try summoned all my considerable energies to give it a whirl, but uh, it could not could not succeed. I knew that on some level, but must have been absent the day they passed out life's little instructions book because I just figured I have to go this alone with sh- at sheer grit and so on. Yeah. So um, it was a chore, but I rose to the occasion and hardly had an off button, which makes sense to me. Uh, I, I, I always try, and I never quit trying. That may still be true, but I figure they can't send you home for that, can they? Especially when you're sober, that makes a bit of difference. So anybody who tried as hard as this old boy did wasn't going to miss. Class president, scholarship, most talented, My parents was alcoholic. Both of them have taken their lights to the next room. Uh, they could take a drink on a Saturday night or not. But in true Irish, I guess you'd say tradition, come, we come to find out much, much later that both sides of the family were well. knew anything outside of it, and <laughs> why would we? Uh, in a very smug and rather superior sense, we had it all. <laughs> I don't miss that, <laughs> but it, it had its strengths, it had its bonuses, and, and that training was is my story, so there. But um, my family is also well sprinkled on both sides with priests and nuns, very nice. My idea of a perfect Sunday afternoon was going to visit auntie or cousins and so on who uh, had given themselves from before kindergarten again, uh, I knew what I wanted. I had a dream, a vision, a goal, a hope, that I also would be just like them, that I would be a churchman, a clergyman, someone in service. And uh, here to tell you that um, there are no words to express the gratitude that, that the dream worked out, despite my best efforts in many, many ways, which we're getting to here shortly. So there. I never messed around with anything or anyone. That is a fact. I kept myself for a life in the church. Uh, I was never too good to be true. My sainted mother uh, would tell you that, and so would my little sister, who, thank God, is uh, coming up on four years sober. She is just a joy. She makes me look like a zombie. She's so perky about this program and into <laughs> and, it. Can you imagine that Denny? <laughs> Sobriety. We talk often. It's just like medicine. That conversation with little sister. We have an older brother who doesn't need this program. We stay in touch. It's all good. So there. Um, I don't know. It was all okay. Mom and dad were very dependable and never had to worry about anything. Uh, our home was quiet and calm and serene. We could get it all done. It was great. So uh, coming up to graduating high school in 1960 some reckoning, the whole culture started to unravel. For once, my development is right on time. Some of it ran a little late, but I'm ready to Couldn't put Humpty together again, but uh, I think that is the whole human story. It's, it's the brokenness, it's the woundedness, it's the incompleteness that draws God like a magnet to me, to you, to everybody. He just can't resist it. And, and I love that about God, and there are many other things besides. The, the woundedness is his business. So I'm ready to roll, I'm ready to um, get into the world, and I better look out because this boy is head to head full blast, and, and onto it. Off to college in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, uh, do what I always do, excel. That's all I know. Make honors without even trying, make a whole new list of friends, and uh, I am off and running uh, in the career path that uh, I was hoping to uh, realize. So far, so good, but uh, a little something happened that helped me get here to the 48th annual Al-Anon Convention. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sick as a dog in January 1969 with what people are now telling me now had to have been the Hong Kong flu. Fellas, we don't go and ask for help. Uh I'm laid out in the dormitory room sick as a dog, crazy with fever. There are people milling all around. so crazy I didn't know what was happening but here's what happened I think toss that baby back, that stuff goes down that warmth spreads out, that tightness eased for the very first time, I was amazed before I was halfway through <laughs> promises are coming true just like that, it was uncanny what happened it was like a switch had been thrown or a pilot light that was just waiting for the fuel, had the fuel it was a uh, hyper-euphoric, bogus experience, spiritual experience. And I know that's kind of fancy, but that's just to say I was catapulted out of this world into a beautiful, star-filled place. Everything and everybody went away, which was just fine with me, actually. <laughs> and uh, so there you go. I thought, well, if this is what happens when you drink alcohol, there is a solution I'm on for. Teddy Bear, and we have a program that's, uh, that I'm good for life. This is, it was uncanny, the trick that alcohol played on me. My whole value system did an enormous flip-flop. How, when, and where to get it again was all I ever really cared for. Never made the Dean's List again, and couldn't have cared less, I got all this whole new deal to go after. Now, at this point, a s- minor miscalculation. I wrote a friend, a high school friend, about this new romance, he completely misunderstood, got it all wrong, missed the point entirely, and sent me a membership card to Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Why was this old boy the last one to know? Kept it, which is interesting, for the 20 years until I needed Well, there you go, not much more to say about the time of Providence College, a lost opportunity in many ways. Um, but, you know, it could have looked like the rites of passage into adulthood. It, alcoholism, from time to time, the thought would cross the uh, screen here, this sure looks like problem drinking, but a person of your aspirations, hopes, and goals, it couldn't be. So we're just sort of, uh, well, the boa constrictor of denial just did a perfect job on, on my perception of what was happening even ask the questions, alcohol took the questions away. It was fascinating, absolutely fascinating, the whole deal, how it, how it came over. In uh, 1970, I received a beautiful white robe, looked like a junior pope, outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and was now a student for the priesthood with the Dominican Order, and um, the Dominicans were great to me. I thought, here, at last, is the fulfillment of everything I've always longed for, and uh, why wouldn't all of this work out just super fantastic? of say unexplained absences of the uh, active alcoholic and there were times I couldn't show up and where was he anyway and so the superior a tall, gaunt, humorless, forbidding person on a good day I <laughs> do where they get these people gathers a group of the brothers around and very much like an intervention it was summer of 1971 the only time that happened to me going around the room well on such and such a night you came home blitzblasted and bombed them it's true now, in case you happen to happen to happen to, happen to notice, you have a smooth, smart, fast-talking New Yorker here. That has never left me. Why would it? I just love hearing New Yorkers talk. They <laughs> <laughs> don't pop like you're a <laughs> So um, I got past him. It was like Harry Houdini was my spiritual director during those years, some great escapes. <laughs> the point being, of course, that while people like <laughs> to do, what to do. Didn't know the term geographical cure or somebody calls it geological <laughs> cure. <laughs> but off one that I'm immensely proud of. <laughs> the writings of Thomas Merton brought me here to the heart of the bluegrass in 1972 to the oldest abbey in America. How about that? The Abbey of Gethsemane church. These brothers come in, sing those praises that rises up 50 feet. I was enthralled. That was, was captivating, irresistible. I uh, Have a lot of song in me. In fact, as of today I've been the music director for almost 10 years. So thank God today it's a sober song, of course. Whew. You should have heard it in the old days. What page is he on? Cheryl, thank you for your story. We have a 40th anniversary in common here. Uh, Quick parentheses in honor of the 40th. Miss Marietta, here's the story. I'm going into one of those AAA meetings, and Marietta sticks her beautiful head out of a al room and shows me a brochure about this time last year that there was a pilgrimage to the promised land where the master walked. And and I said, let me see that. (laughs) And short story shorter, I got to join Marietta and company I on, on a pilgrimage, got to walk with the master and, and where he walked. And uh, the quick story there was, um, I just loved this AA unity, this recovery connections that we have. Before I went, Googled AA meetings in English-speaking in Israel. And you got all the numbers. And so I get to Jerusalem. I probably should have told you I was going to one Marietta. It struck me as I just disappeared into this city and never told anybody. <laughs> but uh, got to two AA meetings in Jerusalem asked me to lead into a topic, and uh, the fellow's name was Gershon, I love saying his name, because I called him from the hotel, and he said, well, let's, within an hour, here's how you get there, and uh, just too good, never have to be lonely anymore, all these great connections and friends that you never met until you get in there and say, shalom, how do you do, and and it was just just the best. Okay, so at the Abbey, 40 years, um, high definition, high dedication, Mm -hmm. beautiful life discipleship and so on. I love it more every day and um, just so thankful to have these two deals going, of course. Uh, and one, as we say, weaves beautifully into the other and just working out real good day at a time deal for me. Didn't do badly uh, for a while, uh, hop right in with all my considerable energy and so on, but it wasn't too awfully long. When I start seeing that there are some people there who are not doing it right, Uh, they're not doing me right either, which was worse, so I take my prayer, praise, and so on, just put that down for a minute, a few minutes, and grab my gay man's glove and go stomping about like a maniac, trying to get it just so according to my magnificent specifications, of my story, but uh, was in a was in a mild fury, of blue rage much of the time because of my, the unmanageability of my life, and I just couldn't get it squared away. So, chapter two was from 81 to 89, periodic but real. I am under the radar, uh, doing this, uh, how shall we say, on the QT, sly, up in a monkey of drunk? Well, let me tell you, it was easy. <laughs> just by sneaking around, it was <laughs> awful, but over the incidents anymore. I remember them and uh, the powerlessness and so on and how alcohol had its way with me. But basically, let me summarize the rest of my drinking. Terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair, loneliness, chaos, and all that great time. I sure miss drinking. (laughs) Leading to, uh, I don't know, leading to alcohol abuse, leading to negative consequences and so on and so on. Terror, bewilderment, in a never-ending, Sobriety day dawns by the sheer gift of God, really out of the blue. I didn't expect it. Uh, the brothers grabbed my secret stash of booze, so I turned myself in. I knew the game was over. It was, it was truly a moment of clarity, just like coming to a convention, just like coming to a meeting. Uh, you hit the reset button when we gather, and, uh, and that's what that was like, too, on 11 11 I turned myself in, and uh, i thinking, this is not going to be good. It was uncanny, never had to um, mess with it or even think about it anymore. It was over, the game was over, and a whole new chapter in my life is ready to blossom and uh, even explode, I would say. We stood at the turning point. Father Timothy, the abbot, the superior at that time, didn't beat me up for being the crazy drunk that I was and still am. We worked together on this. And short story shorter, I get to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous after a little uh, evaluation at a clergy rehab. They said to me, uh, drink again, you're going to be back here, something like four months minimum, six months average day, and I said, uh uh-huh. if the uh, sentence here is to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and do 90 meetings in 90 days, I'm in, sayonara, so long, and I never did have to go back to that uh, clergy treatment center. So I hop in, I get to the Thursday night meeting, I meet Kenny and Billy, and they're standing at the doorway there at St. Monica's School Cafeteria in Bardstown, and very awkward, and uh, don't even look at me. My plan as a newcomer was this. I'm just gonna do this for the 90 meetings and 90 days and uh, thanks for the memories, Uh, being churched and, and not having the connection with God and the work of the Spirit and the, uh, the consequences of our behavior—that makes perfect sense to me. Was my story as well. Here I am rattling around, trappist brother, and, and a serious disconnect from final spiritual experience. It's fascinating uh, how that how that happens. But there you go with the disease of alcoholism. So. breaks or breathers from it. Since, If anything, I'm more fired up all the time. I I fear the disconnect. I see what the ping-pong effect is like when now you see him, now you don't. Uh, It's usually not a great story. I don't want that to be my story. I want my story to be light and joy and purpose and usefulness and so on for the time I'm given. And um, so that's my plan. Um, It's interesting uh, in the book Alcoholics Anonymous, which I read this little guy every day for several reasons. One is, um, I love it, the visceral uh, urgency of it all. Some of the other writings later on, in my opinion, uh, they're they're wonderful, they're they're great, but they don't have the oomph for me that the first hundred sixty-four pages of the book are public anonymous. And uh, so I read this every day because I love it. I want to get the spirit. I want to recharge my, uh, I should say, And that's fine. Uh, so, what I find in here, of course, is clear, are clear-cut directions for living my life uh, that makes sense. i got to tell you, I was talking to a newcomer the other day in Texas about 90 days, more or less, and he's doing the deal, he's got the sponsor, he's got the home group and, and the book. And I said, Yeah, not that book just great? Said, I read I mean it every day, I just love it. But the this thing is how they get in there and change it around when you're not looking. <laughs> God bless him, says. Steps one, two, and three. Pray over those carefully every single day. Seventh step prayer and so on. Before I move at all, at all. Then into my day ready to go. Sober guy. Ready to knock it down. And uh, there we go. And I should tell you, upon retiring at night, I say, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you got work for me tomorrow, wake me up. (laughs) That seems to be working. And so anymore, it's not my life. It's his life, it's your life. I saw in the book, as soon as Bill gets sober, he's all taken up with giving it away. It was never about him not drinking. It was always, always about being in service and returning the gift. And we know the, um, how should we say, the circular effect of that, how it comes back and back and grows and grows and catapults us into realms that uh, we could have never asked or imagined. and, And that's the great thing. So I just claim the power alone. It is so obvious that I can't help, help, help is one of my favorite prayers. It's funny, somebody uh, sent me three or four pages the other day of uh, prayers from a noted American author, uh, and, and it's beautiful. Of course, she was a writer and could put it all together so beautifully, and it's great and very nice, and I skimmed it, but I thought, you know, my prayer is like three words directly. southern story that I just love. Um, William Faulkner, you might have read some of his stuff in high school. He's from Mississippi, which is important to this little bit. Uh, In one of his books, The Sound and the Fury, you can Google this, I'm not making this up. He suggests that God is a Kentucky gentleman. stay where he's unwelcome. And since Faulkner didn't think of it, I'd like to add, he's hard up for the invitation. <laughs> yeah. here to tell you, it, it works. I, I shouldn't be allowed to leave my room without adult survival. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the 48th. Kentucky State, I want is completely beyond what I can do. I ask God's help. Said uh, around the age of twelve, a, a man starts, a, a person's a kid starts imitating a man and does that for the rest of his life. Well, that, that feels like me, you know. How do you spell fake? L U K E. I'm just, <laughs> just improvising, just making it. I, I, I don't have this all figured out, but I claim the power. I call on the power in here to tell you that just works like a charm for me. So I fly into service and get this back. Uh, I'm a medium maker. I never, uh, I'm not one to stay home. have coming to my office all the time. We have these uh, what we we'll call bootleg meetings in my office, and, uh, and it just um, is too good to miss. I'm a, I'm a glutton for the work of recovery and Alcoholics Anonymous. I've uh, been around, I've been privileged to carry the message in some places, or very few strangers anymore in my life. Um, I have this feeling that we're about 99.9% the same, and the differences are so meager as to be negligible, and connections are just so so vibrant and so fantastic. So 12 steps, 12 traditions. Ladies and gentlemen, my friends, A.A. and Al and I, I'm here to tell you, gradually, over time, not once and for all, but I have experienced a healing in body, mind, and spirit in three ways. First, in my relationship with God. It was very broken. It was very fractured, very strange and, and strained, I would say. Today, unfortunately only, We're in communion, we're in conscious contact, and and it's, it's very mysterious. It feels like I'm talking to a wall sometimes, but the results are clear, and it's good, fantastic. I have been healed in my relationships with you, my fellow travelers, in conflict with no one. I have ceased fighting anyone or anything. the world go round, uh, all the diversity and so on. And, and the third dimension uh, of healing, of course, I've been healed with with Barber. I could shake hands today with this stranger and say, you are no five star player, but by God, it's alright. It's alright. You know, you're, you're maybe a two on a five scale, but it's it's good enough. You're just galumphing along, falling down, getting up again. But you're in Alcoholics Anonymous. You've got to feel full of Coaches and cheerleaders who say, come here, come here, do it, what are you thinking, what are you, what are you talking about? what are you, okay, okay, there, go. Yeah. and again, release that button, and I'm on it, and uh, so there, I, it's, it's just fine, it's okay, you yeah. don't have to move to the master's level, or as someone calls it BB, you don't have to go to BB, <laughs> and uh, so there you go, as a result of these steps, traditions, you, uh, all the help, the grace of God I've received along the way, I love my life on every level. I'm in recovery. By this I mean that that energy of my deepest desire that was meant for God alone is now less confused. I know who I am today. I've got a focus. I've got a point of reference. I've got a way to navigate this complexity and mystery of life. I'm God's precious King, redeemed by Christ the Savior and Temple of the Spirit. When I live from that center, from that there's nothing that happens that's not going to be all right, whether it, however it shapes up. Like I don't know. There's lessons. There's blessings. It's all purposeful and, and redeemed, and, and, and I believe it. So much for all of that. Um, he ain't done. The story goes on. Uh, just a privilege and a delight and a thrill and a blessing and a joy to be part of your beautiful convention today. I'm sure we'll meet up some more as we trudge the road of happy destiny. Uh, thank you for my life. Thank you for your lives. Let me tell you, I love each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart, and I thank God for you. Let's keep on going with the word.